0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. It's so good to have you all here with us this evening, if you would, please. We're going to open our hymn books and turn to hymn number 404, hymn number 404, The Solid Rock. Let's stand together as we sing hymn number 404, The Solid Rock. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last together this evening. The Solid
1: Rock. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On that second verse. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is, all other ground is, Sinking sand on that last verse. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ's solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. What a true statement that is,
0: that he is a solid rock. And what a wonderful thing is uh, that this church is built on that solid rock. And uh, hopefully your life is built on that solid rock. And hopefully everything that we do is built on that solid rock. Amen. Uh, What a wonderful thing that is. We're going to open our service in a word of prayer. Uh, Let's see. Brother Jim, would you open our service this evening? Amen. You may be seated. Thank you all for being with us here uh, this evening. I don't know if you could tell. Uh, it's not all that big. But when you pull in the parking lot, there's a little something parked out there. Uh, I don't know if you could tell. It's big. It's bright. It's yellow. And uh, praise the Lord, the bus is back. And uh, it, there was a few um, few hiccups with it. And uh, I'll tell you about those here in just a minute. But I'll let you, I'll let you know that the Lord has blessed. Uh, the Lord has been in it and the Lord has been so good to us. Uh, throughout the whole thing so just praising his name there I'll give you a few announcements before I tell you all about uh, the last couple of days Uh, but I want to remind all the ladies tomorrow at noon uh, all the ladies are getting together for their ladies fellowship I want to remind all the ladies please be here for that that's gonna be at noon tomorrow here at the church and uh, gonna be a wonderful time there's a little bit uh, of I think there's a project to work on or maybe one or two projects to work on but Uh, Please, if you're able to be there for that, please be there for that. And um, it's going to be a wonderful time as ladies get together. And will there be a Bible study together as well or even a devotional? A devotional. Okay, so there'll be a devotional. Okay, so a devotional and a luncheon. So ladies, please, if you're able to be here tomorrow at noon, please be here for that. And uh, it's going to be a wonderful time as the ladies get together for that. And uh, I want to remind everybody as well, uh, in the upcoming weeks, we do have our Super Saturday Soul Winning coming up. That's next Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday we'll have Super Saturday Soul Winning. Uh, If you're able to, please come out for that. Please join us for that. It's going to be a wonderful time. We're going to go out. We're going to knock on some doors. Uh, We're going to give out gospel tracts. We're going to tell people about Jesus and his saving grace and uh, about his death on the cross. And please pray for us as we go out and do that. Uh, If you're not able to come, I'd ask you to pray. I'd ask you to pray for us. Pray for all those who are going to go out and knock on doors. Uh, Pray that the Lord leads us to the doors uh, of people who are searching, Uh, who are looking for something and who are ready to receive the gospel, please be praying for that. Uh, Pray for all of those. And if you're able to even, uh, if you have the time to come and pray right here with those who are uh, meeting here uh, while we're out, I'd ask you to come and do that. Just pray here with us. And uh, so please, if you're able to, that's going to be at 10 o'clock, Saturday, September the 30th. Uh, We're going to have coffee and donuts at that time. And then at 1030, we'll get out there and get going. Uh, And then I want to remind everybody, and we are going to have, uh, we have the flyers printed off. I don't have them cut yet, but they're downstairs on the printer. Uh, I want to remind everybody of this, uh, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday after that, we're going to have the gospel friends with us. Uh, They're a wonderful gospel quartet group that will come, and they're going to sing for us in the morning service. We're going to have a luncheon together, and then we're going to have an afternoon concert, and uh, that's going to be a wonderful time. You know what? That's a wonderful time to invite your unsaved friends to come. Uh, Invite your neighbors, invite your family members, invite somebody, invite a friend, invite a friend, Uh, have them come with you even and uh, let them know about that and we're also praying that the Lord would allow that to be our kickoff Sunday for the bus ministry. The bus is almost ready to go. We just got to have to get it inspected and registered, and we're praying that the Lord would allow us to be able to start, uh, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday following, and uh, pray that the Lord would allow us to get that going and get that started, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful thing to have that going. And uh, of course, there's going to be some logistics with uh, uh, with having the concert and all that, but I know I've, I've already worked that out, and it's going to be wonderful to have uh, uh, that, so please be praying uh, that the bus ministry, we can get that started for this next Sunday. Not this next Sunday, but October 1st. Uh, pray that that'd be that would work out there. Uh, but I want to remind everybody as well that that Sunday, even though we do have the gospel friends, we will still have uh, June, uh, Sunday school. Sorry during our 930 hour so please be here for that uh, at and then at 1045 we'll have our morning service they'll sing for us in the morning service we'll have a message then we'll be dismissed and uh, all the kids will go back to their houses and then we'll have our luncheon and then we will have our afternoon concert around 1:30. Uh, so that's going to be a wonderful time. Again, uh, I will have flyers for you all. Uh, I had them printed. I just didn't have time to get them cut today. Uh, so I'll have flyers. You can take them to your friends. If you uh, go to a laundromat, put them, pin them up to the laundromat and uh, anywhere that you can put them, let people know. And that's going to be a wonderful time. There will be a gospel message. Uh, so if you have unsaved friends or family members, it's a wonderful time to get them in uh, to hear the to hear the gospel. And uh, and to learn about that. So I would encourage you, please, invite your friends, invite your family. Uh, And then I want to also uh, remind you of our conference coming up in November. We've got just a few more months, actually really just a few more weeks, honestly. So we have all of October, and then the first weekend in November. Uh, we are going to have that conference and I'd encourage it. Please put that on your calendar. If it's not already on your calendar, let a friend know about it as well. Let a, f- a friend know or a family member, uh, let them know about that conference coming up. It's going to be a wonderful time. We've got a couple special speakers coming for that. Uh, Thursday or Friday and Saturday night, we'll have that at 6 o'clock here in the evening. Uh, and then Sunday, we'll have no Sunday school hour, but we will have a Sunday morning service at 1045 a luncheon together in the afternoon, and then an afternoon service at around 1:30. So I'd encourage you, please, please, if you're able to be here for that, and let a Fred know about it. Um, that's all the announcements that I have for today. Uh, so real quick, I'll let you guys know, and I'll try to be brief with it, just to give you a good overview of what's taken place the last couple of days. But uh, Brother John and I, around uh, uh, well, around 4:30 is when we got up on Monday morning uh, to head to the airport. And uh, we got on a plane, Spirit Airlines, but we made it, amen? Uh, but we uh, got on a plane around 8.40 uh, or 8.30 or so, and uh, got to the airport in Atlanta. And uh, so we made it safely there. And then uh, we got an Uber, and I've got to remember the guy's name. I believe it was Jalen. Jalen was our Uber driver. And uh, I asked him as soon as we got in, I said, have you ever taken anybody this far from the airport before? And he said, "Nope, never. So I was like, oh, well, hopefully he, uh, he, can, get, he can find his way there. But uh, we had an hour with him. And you know, when you get an hour with somebody, you get to do a lot of talking. And uh, so we got to talking with him. And uh, he's just, uh, you can tell that he's, um, he's trying to juggle his life. He's got a lot going on. He's got a business that he's building and uh, a wife and I think a daughter. And uh, he's trying to juggle that as well as juggle his relationship with God. And uh, he's trying to juggle all these things. Uh, but if you'd pray for Jalen, uh, we couldn't we didn't really uh, know for sure if he was if he was saved born again or not uh, He did speak of his faith and he did speak about uh, God and how uh, you know the reason that the world is the way it is, is because of, that we don't use the Bible anymore and because the Bible Isn't in the schools and and how that's the basis for truth, but um, I'd ask you to pray for Jalen uh, He's just he is uh, He's a really short man, isn't he? <laughs> he is six foot eight tall and uh, he was sitting in the car, a little a little uh, Mazda 3, and we got in, it seemed like he was normal height, and then uh, we get out to take a picture with him, and if you have Facebook, you can see the picture. He's towering head and shoulders over both Brother John and I. Uh, but just, uh, you know, you can tell that he's got a heart, and uh, just pray that he can find direction in his life uh, as to where he's going, and uh, if he's not saved, pray that he finds salvation, and uh, we did give him a gospel tract there and i gave him my car in case he needs anything needs any advice or anything so uh pray for him but then we got to the bus and and got the bus started up and everything and uh and and gave uh the man we bought it from a gospel tract and and got to talk to him for a little bit he's got a little uh, little boy about eight months old that was just sitting in a little swing in the front and it was supposed to be his nap time but he wasn't napping and uh so we got to talk got to talk to him a little bit and then we got in the bus and started leaving and Uh, We got about, uh, I would say probably, what did you say brother, about three hours down the road? Maybe three and a half, 210 miles miles down the road. And uh, we were about 30 minutes outside of what was it? I think it was Knoxville, Tennessee. Outside of Knoxville, Tennessee in about five lanes of traffic and uh, all the way in the left lane, all the way in the left lane. And all of a sudden the bus shuts off. Just dead. Starts it up, it starts up for just a second. So we start to move over into the middle lane and uh, going maybe only, what, 30 miles an hour, not even that. Starting to move over, trying to get people to stop and everything. We get over to the middle lane and it shuts off again. And it's just dead now, nothing. You're trying to hit it with the, with the easy start or whatever, wouldn't start, nothing. So I get on the horn right away. I'm calling a wrecker. And if any of you guys have ever had to call a wrecker before, they are very expensive. They are not cheap at all. And uh, so we called the wrecker, and I was like, this is the only option we have. We had to call the wrecker. So I called the wrecker, and he said 45 minutes. And I'm like, well, we're in the middle of five lanes of traffic during rush hour outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. We need something ASAP. So anyhow, we, that, that's what he said, 45 minutes. And then uh, a, a Mexican gentleman in, um, in, came up with his big F-350 truck. And pulled up in front of us and he said i'm gonna pull you guys i'm gonna pull you guys over to the side of the road so he hooks up a chain but he's got a trailer on him so he's got a trailer and so he just hooks us up to the trailer and uh praise the lord he pulled us all the way over to the side of the road and uh, your pastor got out there and directed traffic trying to direct three lanes of dead stop traffic and uh had a couple people that got on the shoulder and zoomed past me down the shoulder and uh, so i stopped all the people on the shoulder got triangles put up and everything but praise the lord we got over to the side and uh, got to give that guy a gospel track, but he was in a hurry. He had to, he had to get going. So um, we gave him the gospel track, and he got He got out of there. And uh, right about that time, the wrecker pulled up. So the wrecker pulls up, and he comes out, and he says, well, it looks like it's a fuel pump. It's just not getting fuel. And I'm like, well, a fuel pump, that's, that's expensive. That's not cheap for a fuel pump. And then we got to try and get it somewhere, get it fixed. And um but he, he said, yeah, it's a fuel pump, and, but the whole time Brother John was on the phone. And if you know uh, Brother John at all, he knows about everybody from here to Mississippi and, uh, and back. And probably some, if he was to go to a foreign country somewhere, he probably knows some people there too. But he's on the horn with everybody. He's getting, getting in contact with everybody. finally gets a hold of somebody that's got a mobile rig. said he was 15 minutes away. Uh, so he said, we, let's just get the wrecker out of here. And uh, so I went and talked to the record guy. I said, you know, I know you, you charge to, to even come out. And uh, he said, don't worry. I'm not going to charge you guys. You guys are good. Don't, don't worry about it. So he left. And uh, then the mobile mechanic pulls up. And uh, mobile mechanics aren't cheap either. Nothing's cheap when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, but he pulls up and he backs in. And so we talked to him for a bit. And then he gets to work. And about an hour and a half uh, after work, and he comes to us and says, well, I'm going to run to the part store and pick up this part. And I said, well, I'll give you my card and, you, you know, pay for it with my card. And, uh, and he said, no, 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 we'll, we'll settle up when we get back. We'll, we'll figure it out when we get back. So he goes, he picks up the part, and uh, we probably had, what, 45 minutes we were sitting in the bus just praying and praying and praying. And then uh, Brother John comes to me and he says, uh, I've got to do something, uh, or, or this is going to be one of the hardest days of my life. And I was like, well, Brother, the bus just broke down. It ain't all that bad. But he said, no, this can be one of the hardest days of my life. The Lord just laid it on my heart to give that guy my Bible. And uh, so, of course, just, uh, and a Bible is dear to us. And uh, he's got notes all written in his. So he was flipping through it, snapping pictures. He's probably got 500 pictures on his phone now just his Bible. But uh, that Bible's precious. And uh, how long did you say that you'd had it for, brother? About 15 years. About 15 years. And uh, so that's 15 years. That's almost like a child to you to give up one of your children. And uh, to give up his Bible. But the Lord laid it on his heart to give that guy his Bible. And uh, so the guy gets back and he's, uh, he's working on the bus and working on it. Puts the part in and uh, goes to start it up and the bus starts. And, uh, but it's running real rough, really rough. And uh, we're like, well, what's going on? And he said, well, it seems like you might have a couple of bent rods. And we're like, oh, bent rods? Come on, let's just get this bus back, you know? And uh, so he's like, no, it looks, sounds like a couple of bent rods. But let me check a couple other things for you to make sure it's not that. I don't hear anything from the exhaust or the intakes. So it might not be, but let me check. But it's just running rough. I mean, it's just chopping. So he turns it off. He's going and looking at some things. About two hours later, doing diagnostics on his computer, uh, running through a whole bunch of stuff. And he finally, well, he's like, well, let me try this. He pulls the old part off, and it's got shims on it. Because what, what it was was a crankshaft sensor. So it senses how quick the crankshaft's going and tells it how much, to give, how much fuel to give it. So anyhow, so he goes and he reshims it, puts it in, starts it up, and it runs like new. And uh, it was just because of the shims or whatever. So that was almost four hours that he was there. And uh, so that's four hours wages and the part. So anyhow, he comes to us and he says, well, it's good to go. And uh, we said, okay. Well, do you take card? We don't have any cash on us, because of course we're traveling. We don't carry cash. And uh, so he said, we said, well, do you take card? He said, well, for you guys, I don't take anything. He said, I won't take a dime from you guys. And he did it for nothing. And uh, I don't know. I I don't even want to know what the bill would have been for his time, and also for it being almost eight o'clock at night. By the time he left, it was actually probably around eight thirty when he left. Yeah. So, but anyhow, and then. Brother John told him, well, I'm going to give you something more that, that's worth more to me than, than money. And uh, so he told him that he was going to give him his Bible. And uh, man, the man had tears rolling down his face. And uh, he, of course, he accepted the Bible, and, and we talked for probably 45 minutes, and I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't determine whether or not he was saved or lost, but he, he spoke of his faith, and uh, he seemed like he was really searching, whether he was saved, he was searching for God's purpose, or if he wasn't saved, he was searching for God. And uh, but we talked to him for another 45 minutes afterwards, and we prayed together, and and uh, we hugged at the end of it. And, and but we'll just also pray for him. His name's Kevin, and uh, just he said he said one of the things was he moved from New York three years before that, and he said he said I'm so glad that I work for myself because I can do things like this. Amen. And the reason he said the reason he said I I'm not going to charge you guys for this uh, because you're doing the Lord's work. You're upholding these values, and there's not enough people in America like you guys that would do that. And uh, so he just he didn't charge us for the part. He didn't charge us for the labor or anything. And uh, so that, that was about 9 o'clock by the time that we left the side of the highway. And uh, so then we started driving. And that's we had eight and a half hours left at 9 o'clock at night. But uh, we got back here to the church around 6 o'clock in the morning, and uh, somehow Brother John stayed awake the whole time. I don't know how. It wasn't my good singing or anything. But uh, he stayed awake, and um, we made it back. Uh, we stopped at Bucky's. Has any anybody ever been to Bucky's? One person, then you know, brother. Bucky's is one of the most magical places, other than Disney World, on the on the on the planet Earth. And uh, I got one of the biggest brisket sandwiches you've ever seen in your life. It was about that tall. No, no kidding. But uh, we stopped there for some much needed fuel in the bus and fuel in our bodies, and we made it the rest of the way. Got back around six six twenty in the morning, and uh, then. Uh, Brother John back here, I'm sure you guys could hear it at your house, but he was snoring on the back pew for a couple hours, and, uh, and then we got home, but thankfully the bus is back, uh, there's a few things that need to be done to it, but uh, just to get it to the, get it registered, inspected, just some ordinary things to it, but uh, just pray that all that gets done well, and, and if you can see uh, Brother uh, John, me, and Brother Jesse, well the other Brother Jesse, not, not the Brother Jesse that's here, uh, We've got to figure out another name for, for him or something. Maybe Jesse Jr. or something like that. I don't know. But uh, we'll call him JJ or something. I don't know. But we'll figure out another name for him. Uh, but he came out about 10 o'clock. We were here about 8 o'clock and uh, got the whole bus power washed off and cleaned off. And, and uh, th- thankful Brother Jim for bringing in his uh, power washer for us. But uh, sorry, brother. I got the part on its way. <laughs> but uh, everything worked out well. And... Uh, We just had to have faith. We just had to have faith. And uh, God worked everything out. It was amazing. Uh, And we were thinking about it afterwards. And we're like, man, you know, we're just, and I thought about it during it, just thinking, you know, man, we're just trying to please God. We're, We're just trying to do what God's will is. And all this stuff keeps happening. And I was like, well, we had to think about it afterwards. And I was like, well, you know what? I wouldn't change it now. Seeing how we got to talk to all those people we got to talk to the the guy who pulled us to the side of the road. We got to talk to the uh, uh, we got to talk to the guy with the wrecker. We got to talk to Kevin, and, and, and maybe the change that was made in their lives. You know, I wouldn't change the four hours spent on the side of the road for for a minute. Uh, I would spend another four hours on the side of the road if we could meet another person like him and and, and be able to hopefully have had a hand in in their life just a little bit. But uh, just a, a a wonderful two days. I think we calculated it. We had about from the, from, from the time we left here to the time that we got back here without any sleep, it was about 30 something hours. So uh, it was a little bit of a long one. And for me, it ain't all that bad. But for Brother John, I mean, he's like 90 something years old. So I mean, it'd be hard for him. But uh, no, he made it well. And uh, honestly, I think he did better than I did until about uh, that two hour sleep that you did in here in the church. And Then you were just done after that. But thank you for your prayers. That's where I was getting that. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for your love, and thank you for your support through all this. Brother, go ahead.
1: If I can just say one thing, if this bus would have broke down anywhere else other than Knoxville, I might not have had a contact. So I praise God that he knows everything he's got Mm perfect. Mhm.
0: Yeah. He 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 broke it down at the right time, at the right place, and then connected us with the right people. And uh, yes, brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. and you know what that bus lived life for how many years bringing kids to school and you know what it's going to do for the next many years hopefully it's going to bring kids to the light hey. and I just it, sitting in that bus for uh, 14 hours gives you some time to think about it it gives you some time to think about all the lives that we might have a chance to touch and all the, all the kids that might come and it might just give their life to God And just thinking about that, it's worth it. It's worth the 30-some hours that we stayed up. It's worth sitting for four hours at the side of the road to think that one kid might come in here and give his life to God. That one kid might get saved. Think that one life might be changed. It's worth it. It's worth the $4,500 that we spent on that bus and the countless many hundreds of dollars that it cost to get it back. It was worth it. And I hope that you can see that. I hope that our church can see that that it's worth it it's worth it for one soul it's worth it I'd pay millions just for one soul to come to know Jesus but praise the Lord that bus it could bring hundreds and uh, we pray that this this bus will last us many years and uh, that we'll see many kids many adults you know I, I always say you know we want to see the kids come on the bus but you know this bus is for adults too right you know adults can still come on this bus if they can get on the bus you know they can come on the bus amen and uh, you know lives can be changed and i'm just so grateful for all the people that have helped all the people who have donated all the people who have who have been dedicated to praying and uh, man i'm just uh, i have seen god work so much and i hope you can see i hope you're encouraged by it i really do i hope you're encouraged to see what god's done i, I, I don't know about you but after after everything that took place and and sitting on the sit on the side of the highway for four hours we couldn't help but afterwards just start singing. We started singing. I don't know how good it was, but we started singing. And I wrote down some of the songs that we sang, and hopefully we'll sing them in the bus again after the service. But, man, our God is so good. He's so great. And uh, I just I wouldn't want to serve anybody else, amen? I wouldn't want to work for anybody else. He's the greatest boss. He's the greatest dad. He's, he's the greatest everything I could ever, I could ever hope for. And anyhow, I'm going to get into my message here in just a second. But uh, let's sing one more hymn together, shall we? We'll sing. I, I ran so late with that. Let's sing one hymn, and we'll go into our message. 435. And what a, what a uh, Man, what a fitting song. I wonder who picked these songs. Hymn number 435. What a friend we have in Jesus. Let's sing all three verses of 435. What a friend we have in Jesus. We'll sing them all tonight.
1: What? We have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we. Oh, because we do not carry Everything to God in prayer On that second verse Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? Discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Prayer on that last verse. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise for sale? Take and shield thee; thou wilt find a soulless there. Amen. What
0: a wonderful friend he is and a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I apologize. I had one more thing to do, and I forgot this is an important one. Uh, this is a missions prayer letter uh, from one of our missionaries, Brother Mike Gross. He's a, a missionary to uh, churches who are seeking pastors, and uh, it's a wonderful ministry. Uh, so I just want to give you this is an update that he sent out. Uh, well, it took us a couple days to get it, but September, oh, no, it's not. It's a, What day is it today? It's the 20th. Never mind. It didn't take a few days to get here. I thought it was the 27th, brother. Those two days, they they, they took. They were about seven days to me. Amen. Uh, so I think it's the 27th. But the the 20th, he sent this out today. Uh, Open Door Ministries was started in April of 2018 with a burden for churches that are without a pastor. In that time, the Lord has allowed us to be a part of placing 66 pastors and 7 staff members. That's, that is 73 churches that now have leadership, vision, and continue to be a light in their community. We have worked in person with 6 churches on an extended basis. Over 90% of the past, total pastors placed so far have been without us being on the church property. Our ministry with them has been was completely remote using fo- phone calls, emails, texts, and messenger. For quite a while now, we've seen more of a shift in this percentage as much or as more and more churches are able to secure local pulpit supply. We regularly receive new calls and emails from churches who want us to list their need and for counsel remotely through the process. Over a year ago, as we saw these changes taking place, we began praying about whether or not the Lord might be directing us to make a change in how we operate the ministry. We feel that God has now given us clear direction, and we are excited to share that with you. We believe that God would have us come to come off of the road and operate open-door ministries from a fixed location. The need for this ministry is greater than it's ever been, and we believe that coming off the road will not change the effectiveness of the ministry. Our hearts are to follow the Lord in His leading, whether that be to pastor a church while continuing the ministry, or whether that means being faithful members serving in a local church while operating the ministry, which may include traveling out from time to time uh, to churches that we are assisting. We have interviewed with several churches already but have not found the right fit for us and Open Door Ministries. We are very excited for this next step in our lives and know, without a doubt, that it has been God moving pieces of the puzzle over the last several months to bring us to this point. Please be in prayer for us during this season of transition. Your prayer and financial support is very appreciated and necessary to continue Open Door Ministries. Our, our support information has not changed. It should still be directed through our sending church, Grace Baptist Church in New Paris, Indiana. While waiting for God to open the door that He has for us, we have traveled to several supporting churches to give them a ministry update. In August, we had the privilege of helping Cumberland Baptist Church in Jamestown, Kentucky with their VBS, and Mike and Michael worked on a building project for Temple Baptist Church in Anderson, South Carolina. We are currently in Florence, Montana, assisting one of our supporters, Florence Baptist Church, which that's actually, that's Mrs. Harris's home church. So they're there, they're, and I didn't know this until after we started to talk to him, but she said, oh yeah, I've known Brother Mike for, for years. So uh, that was really interesting, uh, but he's there right now at their church, and uh, here we are here, sorry. While well, we are helping with some building or maintenance projects, teaching Sunday school, filling the pulpit from time to time, and helping with their upcoming Hallelujah Night, a carnival that attracts hundreds of people, this weekend Heather will be attending a Ladies' Mini Spectacular at Heritage Baptist Church in Great Falls, Montana. Mike will be flying to Wisconsin in October to represent Open Door Ministries at a missions conference in Toma Baptist Church. He has also been asked to come and speak to young people at a chapel service in Michigan about being surrendered to God's will on their life, whether that be full-time Christian service or being faithful and active members of a local church. We are currently assisting 35 churches that are seeking pastors. We check in with each church on a regular basis, making sure they are receiving resumes, assisting with reviewing resumes as needed, encouraging them through the process, and to see if they have any needs that have arisen. There has been an increased number of churches lately that have called pastors, as well as several that, that are seriously considering candidates at this time. It is exciting to see this trend, and it is a blessing to be a part of what God is doing in His church and uh, so that's from brother mike gross he's been very busy and uh, if you look he shows uh, the increase in the last just uh, five years in 2018 they started it they placed one pastor in all of 2018. in 2019 they placed eight pastors in 2020 they placed six pastors in 2021 they placed 14 pastors and four staff members in 2022 they placed 19 staff members and three staff and just so far this year they've placed 18 pastors already and i know he's posted if you follow him on facebook he's posting almost every week uh, again i'll put this on the back uh, on the back uh, count uh bulletin board back there but every week he's he's posting you know this person's candidating this person just got voted in and uh, a wonderful wonderful ministry of because uh, our churches need pastors and uh, since COVID, there's been so many churches that have shut down because they've lost their pastor uh, or things like that. And uh, we need more churches. I don't know if you ever looked, there's, an, uh, there's a website online uh, that you can see uh, how many pastors are needed for a certain or how many churches are needed for a certain area. And if you look at our area, the good Bible believing Baptist churches, there's a need just in our area for at least five more that just we don't have and uh, there's churches there's a lot of places where there's just man just no churches and uh either that or there's a church there but there's no pastor and i know a lot of you guys know know what it's like to be without a pastor and and uh, our churches need pastors and uh, so please be continuing to pray for them as they go through that ministry and uh, he was he called me about uh two months ago and he was worried he was very worried he wasn't sure that uh because the Lord was moving him uh, to be less on the road and be going to go to one place, he was worried that a lot of churches were going to drop him for support. And I said, well, brother, uh, are, are you still placing pastors in churches? He said, yeah. I said, okay, are, are you still, you know, taking resumes and giving them to churches and helping churches find pastors? I said, yeah. And he said, yeah. I said, okay, well, you're doing the same ministry that you did before. I said, why, why would we stop supporting you? You're putting churches, you're putting pastors in contact with churches. I said, you're still doing the ministry work. And he said, well, brother, I'm glad you see it that way. But uh, just pray for him. Pray for his family. I know there's a lot of work that they do and a lot that they're doing. And uh, they're up in Montana right now. And I know they've been a big blessing to um, Florence Baptist Church up there. But keep them in your prayers. But anyhow, let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, if you know anything about uh, your Bible, if you know anything about the book of Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, a lot of people would consider to be the hall of fame, or the hall of faith, sorry, the hall of faith, it's the faith chapter, and uh, I'd like to speak to you for a few minutes uh, just this evening on on the subject and on the thought of faith, it really works, it really works. Faith is not just something that uh, we talk about all the time and say, "Hey, you gotta have faith, gotta have faith, gotta have faith," and it never really works. Uh, I'll tell you, faith works. Faith. faith does work. When we have faith, it works. Hebrews chapter eleven. Uh, I heard this story, uh, or not this story, but I hear this saying all the time: uh, "When when uh, man works, man works, but when man prays, God works." But I'll say that, say that a little bit longer. Uh, uh, when man works, man works. But when man prays with faith, God works. Right. We've got to have faith. We've got to have faith. Hebrews 11, verse number 1, uh, I'll read it here for you. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. "...through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God." But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If we were to read this whole passage of scripture, there's about 30-something verses here, and I'd plan tonight to read all of it, uh, but I don't have time this evening. Uh, I'd plan to read all of it. And if you see uh, throughout this chapter, you see, by faith so-and-so did this, and God blessed him. By faith, so-and-so did this, and God blessed them. We see it all throughout the faith chapter. Uh, But really, uh, we see like maybe, uh, I think it's eight or ten that we see in this faith chapter uh, that had faith in God, and God blessed them for it. But really, in all honesty, if we look at the whole Bible, this chapter is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes uh, to those who live by faith being blessed by God. Faith. Faith really works. To be a Christian and a true follower of God, we need faith. We've got to have faith. It, it is so hard to go through a ministry and not have faith in God. If you don't have faith in God, then you can't believe that he's going to put food on the table. Right. If you don't have faith in God, then you, you can't believe he's going to put uh, uh, the lights on. If you don't have faith in God, uh, you don't believe that sitting on the side of the road for four hours, you're actually going to get going again. Amen? We've got to have faith in God. If we're going to be blessed by God, if we're going to please God, if our church is going to be blessed by God, we've got to have faith. We've got to have faith. Let's pray and we'll get right into the message. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this night, Lord. I thank you for this time, just a short time that I have, Lord, here to, uh, to bring your word to your people. Lord, I love you. I uh, Thank you, Lord. Uh, Lord, I've, I've learned the meaning of faith more than I ever have just over the past few days. And Lord, I pray that our church family, Lord, would learn this thing of faith. I know there's been lots of faith in this church in the past, Lord, and I know that there still is faith in this church. Uh, Lord, there was faith for the seven years that this church didn't have a pastor. Lord, I pray that uh, as we look at these thing, this thing of faith in your word today, Lord, I pray that we would renew that strength in our faith. I pray that we do that, Lord. I pray that your words would be heard tonight, Lord, and that my words would not be. I pray that you'd work in hearts tonight, Lord, in your name I pray, amen. Hebrews 11, verse number 6. It's a wonderful verse, and it's a verse that we should uh, uh, memorize. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, we can, be, we can have the, uh, God be pleased with us. How do we have God be pleased with us? How do we have God be pleased with our church? I don't know about you. I want God uh, to be pleased with what I'm doing. In everything that I do, I want God to be pleased with me. Just like you want your parents to be pleased with you, uh, with, how you with, with, with how you live and with what you do. Uh, I know I want my mom to be pleased with me. I want my dad to be pleased with me. But more than that, I want them to be pleased with me, I want my God to be pleased with me. And if I want my God to be pleased with me, then I have to have faith. I've got to believe that He is who He says He is. If I believe that God is who He says He is, then my goodness, I can do anything. What does the Bible say? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. What a wonderful promise that is. But I've got to believe it, don't I? I've got to believe it. If I don't believe that I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, then I'm not going to do a whole lot, am I? I've got to believe it. I've got to have faith. Not only can you be pleased by God, but God rewards those who have faith in Him. God rewards them. But God does not reward those who have no faith. God cannot use those who have no faith. For us to be used of God, we must have faith. For you to get saved, you've got to have a little bit of faith, don't you? When we, when we think about salvation, we think about, you know, what's the what's the second thing? Number one, you gotta believe that you gotta know that you're a sinner. Number two, you've got to believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sins. That's the second thing. That's right up there. You've got to have faith in Jesus and who He is. In Matthew chapter 14, I think of uh, one of the greatest uh, uh, faith I've ever seen in anybody, in any human person. I think of uh, Peter here walking on water. In Matthew chapter 14, in verse number 22, for sake of time, I'll just read it for you. It said, in, Jesus, uh, in straightway, Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship And to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening time was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear I don't know about you but I, I could definitely picture myself being exactly like what the disciples were here I, I don't care how much uh, of faith you've got if you see something walking on the water towards you in the middle of a storm I don't know about you but I'm gonna be afraid and these were all grown men and what does it say uh, they cried out for fear they yelled said, "Ah! there's something walking on the water what is that? But what does Jesus do? He said, well, be, be not afraid. Verse 27, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And then Peter pipes up. We said, well, if it's really you, I'd be just like Peter. I don't know about you. I'd be just like Peter. Well, now, if it's really you, show me a sign. If it's really you, Lord, show me that it's you, just like with, uh, um, uh, just like with Gideon. How many signs did Gideon ask for? What was it, like six? Uh, there were so many signs. And, and he didn't believe God. I'd be just like Peter, though. I'd say, now, if it's really you, God, if that's you, read 20, verse number twenty, verse number 28. It said, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. Now, that's where I'd say, uh, don't know if I believe you. I don't know. Some, some uh, thing is on the water telling me to step out of this boat into the waves. I don't know if I believe it. I think, man, I, I did not get enough sleep last night. I did not get enough sleep. I am seeing things. Well, Peter doesn't do that. Peter's got a little bit of faith, doesn't he? Just a little bit. He's got a little bit of faith. Let's see in verse number 29. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. When faith was lost, the miracle began to fade. Peter had some great faith, didn't he? He had had more faith than I could ever say that I've had in my life. I do not know if I would step out of the boat into that water. I don't know. I I don't know about you. I'm terrified of the sea. I love water. I I love swimming. But I'm terrified of the sea because I know what's in it. If I were to go to the Sea of Galilee, not only be on the edge, but to be in the middle, I know that there's things in that sea, that body of water, that could eat me. I don't want to be anywhere where something can eat me. I'll go into the forest, but if I'm in the forest, I've got a gun. So, you know, I can stop whatever's trying to come and eat me. But in the water, I won't have anything. I'm sorry. I don't have anything. I'm in the water. I can't see five feet in front of me. I'm not getting into the water where something can eat me. But Peter, man, what faith he had. What faith that Peter had. He stepped out of the boat and into that water, and he walked toward Jesus. But then what happened? What happened? Verse number 30. Verse number 30, it says, But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. What happened? He began to look around him. He began to look at his situation. Before he stepped out of the water, all he could see was Jesus. Jesus. That's all he could see. You see, He saw Jesus and he stepped out of the water and started walking. But what happened? He started to look around. He started to look at all the waves. He started to look at the situation that he was in. And he said, I can't do it. Uh, I can't walk. On. I'm in the middle of the sea. And what had happened? He began to sink. When the faith was lost, the miracle began to fade. What was taking place in his life began to fade. Praise the Lord, though. Jesus came down and lifted him up out of that water and brought him back onto the boat, and he was safe. But he said, oh, thou of little faith. I don't know about you, but that seems like pretty big faith to me. But even just that little bit of faith, he walked on that water. It was just a little bit of faith. To us, it looks like great faith. I don't know about you, but I want to be a little bit more like Peter here in some ways. But if we desire the work of God in our church and in our lives, we must have faith that never fades. We must have that faith. Faith that uh, fades any that something goes wrong is not a strong faith. I understand. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, when something bad happens, the first thing I think is, Oh man, what now? What terrible thing is happening in my life? I, 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 as soon as that bus broke down, I thought, Lord, what's going on? Lord, what are you doing? Lord, we're, we're trying to bring this bus back. Lord, we're we're trying to do that. We're trying to do this for you. I start to think, Lord, what's going on here? That faith began to fade a little bit. The faith began to to to, to fade back. And then we got to the side of the road and. Faith started to come back a little bit. and We began to think, well, you know, the Lord's got a plan in all of it. The Lord's got a plan. The Lord's going to do something here. The faith began to come back, and then what happened? You guys have heard what took place. When the faith comes back, when we've got faith, man, God does some wonderful things. God works. Even when the hard times come, we must keep living by faith. Even when we see the storm all around us, we can't see anything but the storm. We take our eyes off of Jesus and we look to the storm and that's all that's all around us. If we would just focus on Jesus through it and have faith that we're, we're, we're right there with Jesus, then what great things would Jesus do in our lives? What great things he would do through us. That's not to say that I, I understand. I'm human. So was Peter. Man, what faith Peter had, but you know what? He was still human. He looked at the ways. I understand you're human. I understand we're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tribulations. And I know it's not going to be easy. I know it's going to be hard. But just keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep the faith. It's going to be hard. Yes, there's hard times. Yes, life can hit you harder than it ever has at times. Yes, there's going to be some surprises while you go through life. But it's during those times that you need your faith more than ever. Hold strong. God has a plan. God has a purpose through every unexpected trial that comes into your life. We didn't know it at the time, but when that bus broke down all the way on the fifth line of traffic in dead stop traffic, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know it at the time, but God had somebody that He wanted us to talk to. God had somebody that He wanted Brother John to give His Bible to. God had somebody for us to talk to. And we don't know what's going to take place in His life, but we can only pray that God might change His life. God has got a plan through every trial. If we'll keep our eyes on Him, then what wonderful things He will do. In this church, seven years without a pastor, y'all had some faith. Y'all had to keep the faith. There's some hard times. There's been some hurdles to jump over. But you guys have kept the faith. You guys have been faithful. Keep it up. Now is not the time to look around and see what's going on in our world and say, uh, I, I can't focus on Jesus anymore. I've got to focus on what's all around me. This is the time to look to Jesus and have faith and say, Lord, I know you're going to do what you said you're going to do. Lord, I'm having a hard time. Lord, there's trials right now, but now is not the time to give up on God. Now is the time to have faith. That's right, sir. God will bless faith. God has amazing things planned. And amazing blessings ready for those who step out in faith. He does. We see the man who was cleansed of leprosy. Luke 17, verse 19 says, And he said unto them, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. We see the woman who had the issue of the blood. In Luke 8, 48, it says, And he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. We see the blind man who is healed, Mark 10, 52. It says, And Jesus said to them uh, unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. What do we see is the same thing through each of these people who Jesus healed. It was thy faith hath made thee whole. Not your works, not your money, not your trust in some man. Not because somebody came and put his hand on you and say, Be healed. It's because your faith hath made thee whole. That's what Jesus is saying here. To all these, I don't know how many of them understood it. I don't know how many of them picked up on it. But he was telling them, have faith. Have faith in me. Yes, uh, I touched you, but it's your faith that made you whole. If you did not have faith in me, you would not be made whole. If you did not have faith that it could be done, I would not have made you whole. Thy faith hath made thee whole. These are just three examples of how, because of their faith, Jesus healed them. For us to see God work in our church and in our lives and in our families, some faith is going to have to be exercised. Faith will move mountains, faith will grow this church. Faith will allow this church to bring in what it needs to keep the lights on and fuel in the church bus and, and people and the pews. God, faith is what's going to do it. Not your pastor. I'm not going to be the one to do it. Because if I was the one that had to do it, nothing would ever be done. God is going to do it. Yeah. Faith is going to do it. And you know what? Your pastor's faith isn't enough. You've got to have faith. Faith. Yeah. You've got to have faith that God's going to do it. I know I can preach it until the cows come home. And it doesn't make it any easier to have faith. But get in the word of God. Read how God was faithful to so many. Have faith in God. He will be faithful to you. We must live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 verse number 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. If you walk by what's around you, you're not going to get two steps before you huddle upon the ground in a fatal position because this world is so evil, this world is so vile, you're never going to get anywhere. If you look at what's around you, we've got to walk by faith and not by sight. What's by sight? Well, Peter found out. He found out. If he just focused on the faith, he would have been walking on water all the way to Jesus. But because he walked by sight, he started off walking by faith. I'm sure he took four or five good steps. But then as he was walking by faith, the sight began to come in. Man, if I was him, I would have just closed my eyes. Because I wouldn't have wanted anything to get in the way of my faith. He was walking by sight. We must also pray with faith. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore, I say unto you, what, so, uh, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Church people, when you pray, pray with faith. Don't pray thinking, well, this is never going to happen. Pray thinking, Lord, if this is your will, I know it's going to happen. When we pray, Lord, fill these pews up. Lord, fill that church bus up. Lord, send us workers. Lord, send us people. Lord, allow us to uh, send missionaries. Lord, allow us to plant churches. When we pray that prayer, pray it believing and God will do it. If it's his will. Pray with faith. A life lived in faith is a life that God will bless. A life lived in faith is a life that has so many blessings, you, you won't understand it if you don't have faith. God blesses those who are faithful. God blesses those who have faith. Why is this church still here? Why is Evansville Baptist Church, why are the doors open right now? Why are the lights on right now? Seven years. Almost seven years. Why are the lights on? Why are the doors open? Why are there people sitting in the pews today? Faith. Unwavering. This church took 1 Corinthians 15, 58 to heart. What does that verse say? Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I know I paraphrased a little bit there, but you you get what I'm saying. This church had faith. This church has had faith. Continue in faith. Continue in faith. I don't know about you, but nothing builds my faith more than uh, even just being in that bus the other day. That built my faith. Sometimes there's going to be storms around you. Sometimes you're going to be smack dab in the middle of that storm. But you know what? Maybe God's just trying to build your faith a little bit. I don't know. I can't say that that's what God was doing. I know God was doing other things. I know God was working in other people's hearts. But in my heart, He was building faith. Whatever trial you're in, whatever difficulty you're going through, hold on to the faith. Allow God to build your faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please Him. A a, a church that serves with faith is a church that God will be in. A person that prays with faith is a person that God will use to do amazing things. Dear church, have faith. Keep the faith. God's going to do amazing things. It's going to take time. It doesn't happen right away. We're going to have speed bumps. We're going to get broke down on the side of the road for four hours. It's going to happen. It's part of ministry. It's part of life. But man, if we had been sitting there in the middle of that traffic and all we could think about was the cars moving around us and and focusing on the difficulty that we were in, then man, ah, would we have ever given that guy a gospel tract? Would God have laid it on your heart to give that guy that Bible? We had to have faith. Not only did we have to have faith, we had to walk in it. We can't walk in what's around us. This world is so sin-sick. This world is so vile. This world is so evil now. We cannot walk in uh, what we see around us. We've got to walk by faith. We've got to walk by faith. Live by faith. Pray with faith. Faith. It really works. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for all that you've given to us. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, for letting us break down yesterday. I thank you, Lord, for the people we got to talk to. Thank you for the faith that it built in my heart, Lord. I pray that as our church people have heard this, Lord, the faith has been built in their life. Or they've, they've heard about these things, Lord, and maybe, uh, maybe uh, faith has grown a little bit. I pray that, Lord, we be a church that has faith. I pray, Lord, that we be a church that is always uh, continuing in faith that, and in a faith that never wavers. Lord, we need you. Lord, we love you. I thank you for all that you've given to us. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you all for being with us this evening. Uh, If you have your prayer list, we're going to take just a moment to take a few prayer requests and uh, see if there's any updates to the prayer list. And then I'm hoping anybody who's able to, we're going to move over into the bus and just have a quick prayer meeting together in the bus, sing a few songs together. If you guys have the time, anybody who's able to, I'm going to head over right after we're done here. Uh, but does anybody have a prayer request? Anything to Anybody have a prayer request? I know I gave a couple. Uh, let's keep Jalen in our prayers. Um, uh, also keep uh, Kevin in our prayers um, as they're navigating life. Uh, anybody else have a prayer request? Yes, Miss Gina.
1: Oh, no. So, it seems like the only time we could go is uh the weekend. And then the doctor's home, so we're
0: going to go Saturday, and Saturday. Okay. Okay, we'll be praying for you guys. Is it is it in, what part of Maryland in is South it? It's Oakland, Maryland. It's okay. It's oh, I don't know, let's
1: see, like, uh, what's that lake called? Um Mountain Lake Park. It's okay.
0: It's close to Mountain Lake. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> so, it's you and your sister that are going? Okay, we will add that to our prayers. And you're leaving Saturday morning? Yes. Okay, we'll be praying for that. And we'll also pray for your uncle as well. Do you know if he's saved? Um, I
1: don't know. I, I gave him a trap. Okay. The last time we were back
0: there, okay. And I spoke with him. He took the trap, so. Okay, what's his name? His name is Dave. Dave. Oh no. Mm, that is just hard. That's a hard situation. You know, though, I've, had, I've heard, and uh, there were a lot of prayer warriors in this situation, but there was a gentleman that I, uh, I worked with his wife, and uh, he found out he had cancer, and it was late. I mean, he had, it, it spread throughout his body within a week, and uh, it was everything. It was his bones. Everything had cancer, and uh, we don't know I truly believe that it's a miracle of God, but today he has zero cancer. See. So we know that God can do it. So we're going to pray for him. And uh, Dave White. And also we'll pray for his salvation. We'll pray for that as well. And your traveling mercies. Anybody else have a prayer request? Yes, March. I just want to pray for the results on my x-rays because they, yes. they think it's my uh, rotator kind. Okay, we'll pray for those. Anybody else have a prayer request this evening? I'll yes, brother.
1: i this again. It's already mentioned before. But that same God that showed us mercy and grace and direction mm-hmm. and, and His will on that road, it's the same God that we're begging to show us that same as we go out and find these kids. Yes. We want to go in His will, His direction, with His power. To the right
0: place at the right time to get the right people.
1: Absolutely right. So it's great that God Amen. it.
0: Yes. Amen. We'll pray for that. Anybody else have a prayer request to add before we take these to the Lord in prayer?
1: Uh, Dorothy Nolton. Yes. Her, if you get a chance, send her a card because stitches and stuff mm-hmm. on her nose and face and she's not going out. Yeah, and I'm
0: sure she does not want visitors. So if anybody wants yeah. to, uh, I know a card would be so much appreciated. Yes, so. We it was a skin graft. It was skin graft. Okay. So. Okay. Please be praying for that. Anybody else have a... Yes, brother.
1: Jesse and Don growth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
0: we had uh, Jesse. Um, we we got to find another name for him. I'm sorry. Uh, we got to find something else. But uh, the other Jesse, um, he came today around 10 o'clock and worked here until about 4 o'clock on that bus. And, I mean, power washing and anything that we needed. He was there. He, was, and he worked hard all day. And uh, he's, he's got a heart, and, uh, but he, and he knows God has a plan for him, a purpose for him. He just has no idea where it is. So please be praying for them. We're starting discipleship with him soon and his wife. Uh, pray for that, please. Uh, please. Please be praying for them. Anybody else? Anybody else before we take these to the Lord in prayer? Okay, I will take these to the Lord in prayer uh, really quick. And then, if we could all, anybody who's able to, no obligation at all, but if you're able to, come on over into the bus and we're going to pray together, sing a couple songs together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, thank you so much, Lord. I lift up a few names to you here today. Uh, I don't have the whole prayer list in front of me, Lord, uh, but I want to bring up a few of them today, Lord. You know what's on that prayer list. I pray that you take each and every one of those situations, Lord, and do your perfect will in every single one of them. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd be with Marge, Lord, as she's getting some results back on those x-rays. I pray that whatever it is, Lord, it'd be an easy, uh, uh, whether it's surgery or whether it's uh, uh, just uh, physiotherapy that she's got to go through, Lord, whatever that is, I pray that it wouldn't be a difficulty uh, or any issues at all, Lord. I pray that those results will be good. Uh, Lord, I pray also for Miss Dorothy, Lord, is she still recovering? Uh, Lord, I pray that everything would heal quickly, but also, Lord, I pray that the test results would come back, that there'd be no cancer or anything like that left, Lord. Uh, I pray also for Miss Gina, Lord, and her sister as they're traveling to Maryland this weekend. Uh, Lord, just give them safety. Uh, Lord, give them Lord, easy travels with no difficulties at all, Lord. Uh, and I pray, Lord, that you just give them, uh, Lord, just a wonderful trip there, Lord. And uh, I pray that while they're with uh, their uncle, uh, Lord, Brother Dave, Lord, I pray for his salvation. Uh, Lord, I pray that you give them an opportunity. Maybe, maybe he would bring it up, uh, Lord, and that they'd be able to share the gospel with him. Uh, Lord, I pray that if he's not already saved, I pray that, that he would get saved. Lord, I pray also for his health. Uh, Lord, cancer is, is one of my least favorite words. Lord, I hate that word. Uh, Lord it just takes over the body. I pray that you just take control of that cancer right now Lord. If it be your will Lord I pray that you just take it right out of his body. Uh, Lord I pray that you give him a chance Lord. I pray that you give him uh, Lord a way that he could uh, Lord serve you just a little bit more Lord. I pray that you give him a chance Lord to get saved. I pray that you just get that cancer out Lord if it be your will. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you've given to us, Lord. I pray that you bless us as we go over to have this uh, prayer time. I pray that you be with every other request on this prayer list, Lord. We need you, and we love you. In your name I pray, amen. Okay, we are all dismissed. And and anybody who's able to, again, no obligation at all. We're going to meet over in the church bus uh, to just have some prayer together, and we'll sing a few songs.